Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. Look, here's the simple fact. Today is the worst day of cases we have had in this pandemic, period. More than 85,000 infections recorded just today all across this country. And the reality is it is likely to get much worse. That's it. There is no debate on the reality. We have had more pain today than ever, period. A new key model projects death rates may triple by mid-January. And the reason they're able to say that is the same reason we had the most cases today and the same reason things are going the wrong way. We are not rounding the corner in our awareness and in the steps that we can take in the communities where it matters. The White House office is lying when they say they ended the pandemic. Trump knows it. The president of the United States is lying to you, but more importantly, he's putting you in position to get sick. This election has come down to this proposition. The former VP Biden is all in on getting us through this pandemic. He's all about plans. And if he wins, this election will be a vote of so many of you making a simple call. We have to do better. We have to do more to fight the pandemic, to get our kids in school, to get our businesses back, to get our lives back. His message is take reality with the pandemic as reality. That's why he's been hesitant out on the hustings because it's a weird mixed message. If you bring people into a group where they can get exposed, how are you about recognizing the pandemic? That's why his crowds look like this in Florida today. You got them masked up, their distance, some are sitting in their cars. It's a new era, right? I mean, we know rallies are not a good thing. So it's like the era of the drive-in rally. Now, Trump is literally surreality. It is surreal. If he wins, it is a figurative middle finger to math and to COVID an acceptance of the is what it is recklessness as this virus continues to wreck us. Trump keeps telling people, especially older, more vulnerable people in Florida to come out for him to rallies because things are getting better in Florida. Here are the facts. Leave the map up. It's the third day in a row of more than 4,000 new cases. And again, this state does not have a great track record of telling the truth about its numbers. Look at the CDC reports about their reporting of deaths and the thousands of lives that may have been lost and not recorded. They are going dangerously backwards a month after reopening because they did it in rushed fashion. They are not rounding the corner, period. Do you see white or yellow on the map except borders? So the president's crowds are in full get sick mode. They are mainly maskless. They are jammed in together. As this president tells them what Biden, no doctor, no scientist worth their salt, nor any of the maybe millions of us still struggling with long haul symptoms and hundreds of thousands of you who have lost loved ones, what none of you would ever tell them. It's rounding the turn. It's rounding the turn. Hey, excuse me. I'm sure you didn't hear. Nobody heard this, right? I had it. Did you know that?
You know the bottom line, though? You're going to get better. You're going to get better. If I can get better, anybody can get better. No, 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 not true. Let me tell you, when he got sick, sure smelled like panic in that White House, didn't it? He got flown to a hospital for two experimental treatments with round-the-clock care. You know who didn't get better? The nearly 1,000 of us who died from COVID yesterday and almost every day to go with close to a quarter of million souls lost in this country. Look, vote your conscience, vote for Biden, vote for Trump. As long as it's fair and they're counted, works for me. But please don't see defying masks as a, as a way of showing support for Trump. Don't get yourself sick to show a sign of support. And look, the same people who want to come after me for going for runs without a mask. And look, that's fair. That's fair. I don't wear the mask. People should call me out on it. I'm OK with that. But the same people are neglecting to tell you that this president is putting you in jeopardy. That's the true hypocrisy. That is the danger in this. Don't make yourself sick to make a point, please. Now, why are both candidates in Florida? Now, I don't think it's going to be the key state in this. But it will be a massive show of strength for the winner. If Biden wins Florida, this could be a short night. Right here in Florida, it's up to you. You hold the key. If Florida goes blue, it's over. It's over. Maybe. And to be sure, Biden wants it. But Trump needs Florida to have a viable path to 270 electoral votes. And again, will this election come down to a simple temperature check, as simple as a thermometer for way too many people in this country? Good people and families are being fooled into a sense of ease, and it is a mistake. Will it be the deciding factor? Let's discuss. David Gregory and Dr. Sanjay Gupta join me now. Uh, thank you very much. On the don't make yourself sick to make a point score, Sanjay, what do we know about the people who are going to these rallies for the president? He said, nobody gets sick. We've never had a problem. He said that in the debate. Is it true? Uh, well, no. I mean, we do have some clear evidence that there have been people who've become infected as a result of these rallies, the cause and effect which is hard to do when you have over 80,000 people becoming infected every day, just too many people. I mean, it would be a whole sector of our society. So how do you know? Contact tracing. So what we did was we, we decided to look at these counties, 17 rallies in these counties, and basically looked at what happened in the four weeks before and the four weeks after these rallies, and then compare it, Chris, to the counties around those counties in the same state. Not surprising, the numbers are going up everywhere, right? We already knew that. But what we found was 82% of the time, cases went up in the county right after the president's visit, within a few weeks after the president's visit. And uh, half the time, it was out of proportion as compared to the rest of the state. So numbers are going up, yes, but they're going up more so in those places, not surprisingly, where people are you know, aggregating together in, the, in these big sort of events. So the virus is spreading, Chris. And we even took it one step further and said, look, if you start to have several hundred people gathering together in most places in the country right now, you get a 95 to 99% chance that you're going to encounter the virus. You're going to be exposed. Doesn't mean you'll get infected necessarily, but the virus is attending those events 
along with everyone else that's there. Mm. Uh, David Gregory had the virus. He beat it. He beat it quickly. Thank God. It's good to have you back because I need your mind. Help me understand the messaging on this pandemic. Trump says, you vote for Biden, he's going to close down the economy again. Biden says, no, I won't. I'll listen to the scientists. What if the scientists tell him to shut things down Mm. again? People are afraid of the pandemic, but they're also afraid of shutting things down again. How do you walk this line? What is the right line? Well, I, you know, I think the, the right line is, is tell the truth and prepare the country for what's ahead and for what we're going through. So I don't understand the president who can say something that's not true, which is we're rounding the corner, which everybody can see is not the truth in their communities. At the same time, successfully raise the fears of people who think that there's a shutdown mentality that another politician's going to have that's gonna have an impact uh, on everyone. I mean, the reality is, if there is a change of leadership, if Biden becomes the president-elect, it's kind of like the financial crisis in 2008 going into 2009. It's a hell of a problem for a new president to face. And that reality is gonna be hard. But the data point that Sanjay's just talking about, I talked a little while ago to a good friend in the Chicago area who runs a hospital system in suburban Chicago. And it's kind of like Sanjay's talking about the gatherings, you know, at these rallies. Well, what they're seeing in suburban Chicago, where it's colder here in the fall, more and more people who are getting hospitalized, hospitalizations up double in the past seven days, is because more and more people are congregating inside. We're not even talking about the outdoor rallies. Mm -hmm. People have the fatigue. People don't have good facts. And they're getting together and they're getting infected. And even pre-op COVID testing they're finding in these hospital systems are up dramatically from from less than 1% for four months straight, now four, five, six percent of positivity rates that they're seeing. That's mm. the reality today um, that you're seeing at least one data point in the Chicago area. I'm coming right back to you, Sanjay, but one bounce question to you, David. So we know that more Republicans are expected as a percentage to come out uh, on election day than early voting. but. The context, we've had four of our five deadliest days, most case days in the last week. So this is coming to a head right as the election is coming to a head. How big a deal is early voting in the context of people living this reality and having a chance to vote each day and also worried about going out on Election Day because it's getting worse everywhere? Right. And look at Florida. Right now, Biden's doing particularly well among older voters. Mm who are the more vulnerable voters, right, in terms of getting uh, the virus. So are you going to see voters who are reluctant to come out on Election Day? Now, there I'm thinking about Republicans who we we think are more likely to vote on Election Day. If they're diehard Trump supporters, um, are they still going to come out? They're going to be motivated? Or are you going to see long lines at your polling place and decide, you know, maybe I won't do it. I don't feel comfortable doing this. Um, That, to me, is a big question. It's why there's been an emphasis on early voting. We've seen Republicans catching up in some some areas of uh, of early voting. But there's been a big emphasis on the part of the president and other allies saying, no, we got to win it on the turnout of Election Day. Mm. Now, look, I want people to know, uh, and we have Harry, the Wizard of Odds, coming on later to show there has been contraction in the polls. Okay, Um, and you may like it, you may not, but you need to know it. It's the reality. And even on early voting. We've seen a contraction in the polls where the Republicans are catching up to the Democratic advantage in early polls. Florida, North Carolina, Nevada and Iowa. 
So we'll be watching that. This is far from over. Now, Sanjay, the pandemic is far from over. Also, here's what is alarming to me, unless you have better information. Even though everything is getting worse with the metrics, I get no information that the administration is saying, look, we got to ramp this up right now because after the election, we have to be able to announce X that we're going into a new phase of fighting this thing. I hear no word of that. Everybody is told, stand down. Yeah, I mean, look, if the, if the message is that we're heading in the right direction, turning the corner, then it makes it much harder to, to reconcile that we need a, a, an, an aggressive plan at the same time. Uh, we do need an aggressive plan. And, you know, it's interesting because everyone always asks about, are we going to have to shut down again? At some point, that may not be our decision. And when I say our decision, I mean human beings' decision. I mean, the virus is really going to control that decision, in part because if hospitals start to become overwhelmed, then, you know, the hospital administrators are going to be calling the mayors and the governors and saying, hey, look, time out. We've got no space anymore. You've got to do what's called sort of a circuit breaker shutdown. It may not be a necessarily a full-on shutdown, but we've got to actually break the cycle of transmission in these areas where the virus is spreading too much, which is many, many places around the country, as you know. And David, uh, you know, just to punctuate what David was saying, if we can show this graphic of the positivity rates, you know, you talk about positivity rates. That means you test 100 people, how many of them come back positive? You'd like that number to be below three. If we have the graphic, I can show you. But right now in South Dakota, there it is. look at this, 46%. Can, can you, I, it's, it's hard to even believe. Idaho, 35%. I mean, Wisconsin even at the bottom, 27%. What that means is there's a lot of people out there who have the virus and don't know it. They're not being tested, and as a result, right. they don't know it, and they are continuing to spread, and that's driving the surge. Now, the president says, Sanjay, that's just because we test too much. No, it, it means we're not testing enough. The positivity rate, if it's high, that means you're not testing enough. You're a fisherman, Chris. It's like putting your net down. If you get one fish, you think, eh, there's, n there's not that many other fish out here. You put your net down, you catch 10 fish, you think this place must be crawling with fish. High positivity rate means you're crawling with fish down there. And a lot of them, they're not being caught. They're not being tested in this case. If you extend the metaphor, we don't know it. But it means there's five, ten times maybe as many people out there with the virus that aren't getting tested. We're not testing enough. And Go can ahead, I David. just add, Chris? Yeah, please. The, the Chicago data that I was just telling you about, those pre-op COVID tests, those are asymptomatic patients, like, like Sanjay is saying. Yeah, they didn't know. You're seeing those positivity rates go up. And what are we hearing about in Battleground, Florida? Is that there, there's a move afoot to eliminate asymptomatic testing? I mean, this goes to the point of what is the administration preparing for if there is a second term to deal with the reality of what we're facing with the virus. I mean, look, I was talking to somebody in Florida who was complaining about her kids uh, not feeling well and she wanted to get them tested in Logan County in Florida. And she says there's only one testing center available because they shut them down, saying that things were going in the right direction. So you don't even have as many testing centers. Look, this could not be happening at a more important time. There is no avoiding the reality. The big question is, Will this election be about people's desire for more and better on this pandemic? It is not the slam dunk that logic would tell you it would be. So we're going to have to watch it every day. David Gregory, I can't tell you how good it is to have you back and seeing you well, brother, honestly. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta, you are always a plus. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. All right. Now, this election does not come down to Florida per se. It is a very important state. But with the attention on it 
and all this attention into election law and states getting screwed with, we have a special guest who knows all too well what happens when an election is left to the courts. Al Gore, tonight, you remember what he went through in 2000, hanging chads. What does he see in the state of play in this election? What does he see about the state of science in this election? Key perspective from a key player. Next. All right, we have breaking news of federal appeals court. And that's a key phrase, federal appeals court, not a state court. Just wiped out a one-week window for counting mail-in ballots in Minnesota. All right, context. Three and a half million registered voters in Minnesota. 1.8 million ballots requested by mail this year. Almost half the number of voters. Days matter. This is a victory for the Trump campaign. Think about that. Why is it a victory for Trump to give people fewer days to have their votes counted? That's what they wanted. That's what they got. So... In Minnesota, the court ruled that ballots will only count if they are received by election day. This comes with ballots already in the mail, which people may have sent thinking they had up to 10 days after then. Now they don't get there by Tuesday. They don't get counted. Does that sound legitimate? Senator from Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar, says no. Good to see you. First, help me understand something that may may be in the weeds, but matters here. Why is the federal court ruling when these are state law issues? Because we saw that distinction in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, right? Pennsylvania, they left it alone because it was a state court reckoning the Constitution. In Wisconsin, they stepped in because they said, no, a federal court uh, can't decide state matters this way. Well, this is the strangest case of all, but I want us to get to the solution here. Uh, This was two electors that actually, two Republican electors that brought this suit. There had been an agreement uh, with the Republican Party and the Trump campaign about how to do this with the Secretary of State. They bring this to court. It somehow goes up to uh, the Eighth Circuit, and on a two-to-one decision, with the Obama-appointed judge dissenting, uh, the Eighth Circuit said, nope. Uh, Even though you've been told this now for months, even though your ballots that you got say that they can be postmarked, postmarked by Election Day, they actually have to be received by Election Day. So here's our problem, Chris. There's over 500,000 ballots in people's hands. The ones that have been mailed in by now are probably just fine, right? But what I'm concerned about— Depends on when they were mailed in and how the service is. Okay. Okay. Service— a little better than average in Minnesota, but let's just, let's just look at what I really can do something about right now. And that is to ask the people in Minnesota who's got those over 500,000 ballots, and that's over 500,000 people, no matter where they are right now, uh, that they not mail them in in the morning. They're going to think they can. They're going to think they can do it uh, right up to Election Day. But under this court ruling right now, they can't. So what they should do is take their mail-in ballot to a drop-off box or go vote themselves. Minnesota has the highest voter turnout in the country, Chris, nearly every time. And so they're used to voting in person. So if you have a mail-in ballot, let's say they're home and they have the ballot, they say, well, I can't vote in person. I just got this thing. I I have this Mm -hmm. already. I can't vote in person. Can they? Um, They can. They can bring their, they can do it two ways, three ways, really. They can bring their mail-in ballot to a drop-off box. They can find out where it is at IWillVote.com. 
Where? The other way they can vote that they're very used to in Minnesota, highest voter turnout in the country, they can go vote early. Um, very easy to vote early in Minnesota over the next Even few days. if they have a mail-in ballot? Yes. They okay. can go in there. They can tell them, hey, I got one, but I'm not using it. Um, they can't vote twice, then the, despite what the president says. Then the very last thing, the last way they can vote is on Election Day, that they're used to doing as well. We have safe voting in Minnesota. So as mad as I am about this at the last minute, as mad as I am that two Republican electors can go do this and two Republican-appointed judges can go rule this way, I still believe we can make it through. Why? One, Joe Biden is ahead in Minnesota consistently, and he's doing so well here. I was just out in the rural parts of our state, and there's so much support for him out there. Uh, number two, people in Minnesota, they're used to voting, and they didn't always vote by mail, so they, a lot of them have 1.5 million. Their ballots are in. But what they can do now is just take those mail-in ballots, bring them to a drop-off box, or they can go to vote in person. What's the and website? That's what we're telling them. So anyone, by the way, any of your viewers outside of Minnesota who know people in Minnesota, email them, text them, call them, because this is one of the closest calls we've had yet in this election. We only have five days left, and we just got this court ruling. And I refuse to let the Republican Party tell the people in my state that they've lost their right to vote. They can go and vote, and they must. What's the website? The website is IWillVote.com. And that's where you find the drop-off box. You can um, find it or Minnesota Secretary of State website, anywhere. They can find them. We've got great clerks in Minnesota, right. Democrat and Republican areas. They've got to go vote. Any legal remedy? That will be up to the Biden campaign. They're going to have to figure out, and the other campaigns in Minnesota and the Democratic Party, what they're going to do. But I think for right now, We've got to just, you know, you can go to court. If people are just waiting on another court decision from the Supreme Court, good luck on that. I think it is much better if we just send out the alert that people should go vote in person or bring in their mail ba uh, ballots to a drop-off box. A lot of people are doing that around the country anyway. Mm -hmm. They're doing it all over. And it's really true nationwide. At this point, uh, where the mail service is slow in some places, the best way is if you can find a drop-off box to do it that way. Because we're not going to let these guys get us down. Not with the numbers we're seeing across the country. Joe Biden is ahead in places like doing so well. Georgia, Texas, it's unbelievable. So. I think a wave is coming our way because people are sick and tired of the way this president has mishandled the pandemic, uh, the way he's trying to kick people off their health insurance. They want something better. Uh, they want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. So these guys are trying to do anything to take that away from them. Well, but this I is a this is a big this win. Country will stand above it. This is a big hmm? win because they close a window that people expected to be open and very could. Uh, you know, you and I as bad. lawyers know that there's a rule that supposedly judges follow, which is equity abhors a forfeiture, which means Completely. fairness demands that people don't lose rights and abilities. So Republicans, Democrats in Minnesota, Clinton only won by a point and a half in the last race. Um, this is an important state. The rules have changed. Go to IWillVote.com. Find out where you can drop off your mail-in ballot, Republican or exactly. Democrat. Or you can bring it in your hand and early vote and just show it to them. Say, I got this. I'm not using it. Or you can vote on Election Day. Republican, you don't Democrat, even, vote. Chris, yes. yeah, you don't even have to bring it in if you're going to vote in person. You can just say, hey, I had that. I'm not going to use it. So they don't need any proof. vote in person. Okay, great. No, they just have to go and vote. Senator, participation matters, uh, left, right, and reasonable. So we're happy to get the word out. <laughs> Senator Klobuchar, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris.
All right. Now, uh, well, I switched up uh, Al Gore and the senator. Why? Because uh, it's news that this Minnesota rule just changed and gives us even better context for our conversation with uh, former VP Al Gore, former senator from Tennessee, obviously, as well. And in 2000, the Democratic nominee, where the election was resolved in court when it came down to Florida. What is his perspective about what's happening? What does he think about the state of play with science? Because that's what the pandemic's about. The only way to believe science is to accept the reality. The only way to believe Trump is to reject science. Al Gore, next. Former VP and former Democratic nominee uh, for president who was a state away from becoming president of the United States, Al Gore, uh, joins us now. It's good to see you, sir, as always, to remind people of what happened in 2000 with this court case. Uh, what happened was there were really two big points that matter for today. Obviously, uh, the former VP knows all this. But for you at home who may not have been around following it the way I was and he was living it, uh, the court stopped the Florida State Supreme Court from making a ruling about Florida law, about whether or not it could recount about 60,000 ballots that everyone agreed the counting machines had missed. And it came down to two issues. One was equal protection, was, which was the state had all these different ways of doing manual recounts. The Supreme Court didn't like it. So the remedy that was prescribed by uh, liberals on the court was let Florida, give it back to the Florida Supreme Court, let them figure out their own uniform way of counting throughout the entire state. And they said no. 5-4 um, ruling. Why? There's not enough time. Now, here's the interesting part of the case that we need to remember for today. And I'm sorry to go back through this, um, this haunting tour, but you know it's instructive for people. So Scalia, may he rest in peace, argued that you can't do this recount because it may put a cloud of legitimacy over President Bush forever. And Justice Stevens, I'll never forget this, said Justice John Paul Stevens wrote, counting every legally cast vote cannot constitute irreparable harm. Now, those words are haunting, given what we are seeing happen in Minnesota, probably not in Pennsylvania, but also in Wisconsin. What's your take, sir? And thank you uh, for your patience while I explain that. Well, it's uh, thank you very much for having me on your show, Chris. Uh, <laughs> these are tense days for our country leading up to the election. And of course, I strongly disagreed with the Supreme Court's decision 20 years ago. Uh, but if you disagree with the court's decision, at least most Americans uh, can agree with who makes the decision. And in our system, uh, the Supreme Court interprets the laws. Uh, and there is no intermediate step between a final Supreme Court decision and violent revolution. Uh, and of course, uh, President Trump uh, threatened to tear the country apart uh, and refused to peacefully accept the results of the election if it doesn't go the way he wants. I think that should disqualify him in the minds of fair-minded people. Some will disagree, but uh, you know, the other thing is, uh, the Republican Party uh, should listen to the reasonable voices in their party uh, and stop trying to use the courts as a political uh, instrument. 
it, it should not be used that way. You know, uh, this president has appointed, has put forward 10 uh, judges for the court, for the federal courts, that were rated unqualified to be judges by the American Bar Association. They pick these young uh, ideological warriors, uh, and, and then the Republicans in the Senate have said, yes, sir, and, uh, and with most all of them, ha have uh, confirmed, the, confirmed them. So if you're concerned about uh, the way the courts take up some of these politically uh, charged cases, uh, insist that they appoint qualified people and that uh, senators in both parties uh, vet them thoroughly. Do you, uh, in looking at what's happening with the voting deadlines litigation now, does it smack familiar to you of what the Democratic Party endured in 2000? Well, I think uh, this election is likely to be very uh, different, Chris. I, I'm, I'm knocking on wood here because I uh, don't know what the result is going to be. But I, I have a very strong feeling that the vast majority of Americans, including a, gr a significant percentage of Republicans, have watched and listened to Donald Trump for four years and have concluded that uh, we need somebody better uh, as president, somebody who uh, does not say crazy things all the time, someone who does not uh, uh, tell so many falsehoods that the newspapers and the news media can't even keep up with them anymore. And I, I am hoping that the result on Tuesday and the days following, uh, even weeks following if necessary to count all the votes, I'm hoping that the total uh, is going to be decisive. And I rather suspect uh, that a majority of Americans feel the same way. Science. I, if I were to argue, if I were to get into an argument with you right now about the fact that, you know what, we're doing better with COVID than, you know, a lot of you guys want us to believe, uh, I would absolutely wind up having to apologize on air, uh, if not tonight, tomorrow yeah. night. And I may be yeah. off TV for a forced vacation. Uh, because it would be it would be reckless disregard of the truth. And yet the president packs rallies with people who are often in vulnerable communities and states and personally check a lot of risk, box, risk, risk boxes, no mask, tightly together. And they believe him that we're rounding the corner. What does that say about this election's impact on respect for science? Yeah. Well, my, my uh, faith tradition uh, has the well-known teaching, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We won't be free of this pandemic until we listen to the acknowledged truth. Uh, and, and we know enough to understand that these virologists and epidemiologists uh, who've studied this, uh, this field of science for years and years are uh, far more qualified uh, than, than Donald Trump to make decisions about it. It's the same thing with the climate crisis, uh, Chris, because the, the, the climate scientists have been warning us uh, for so long that this human-caused global warming pollution uh, is threatening the entire future of human civilization. So just as with the pandemic, we can either decide to act on the basis of the best available facts and listen to uh, the scientists who obviously know what they're talking about, or we can succumb to the temptation to do whatever 
seems to be politically convenient in the short term. The latter is what Donald Trump is doing, and it's a grave disservice to right. our country, and most of all, to his supporters who he has duped uh, into getting themselves in a very dangerous situation, as Sanjay Gupta has uh, told you. Uh, they trace uh, the spread of the pandemic uh, after these uh, maskless, reckless rallies. Uh, it, it really is an astonishing performance by the president and so disrespectful and reckless, disrespectful to his own supporters. Uh, as the head of the Climate Reality Project, this is a big part of moral responsibility that you guys argue all the time is that, you know, the absence of leadership here is going to cost people lives and livelihoods going forward. Isn't that so much more acutely true right now with the pandemic? I don't understand how the president can't be responsible for hundreds of thousands of people getting sick in his own communities of followers who are recklessly disregarding the accuracy of messaging in a show of support for him. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Many analysts have uh, used the word cult in the phrase cult-like. Uh, there is so much of a temptation on the part of some of uh, his supporters to want to, to believe everything he says. And it's tragic that he's letting them down so completely and so uh, utterly. Uh, a president of the United States has to care about the whole country, has to make the best decisions possible, and not just look for personal benefit or a personal angle or personal profit uh, in dealing with the issues that come into the Oval Office. And that's what Donald Trump has done. It, 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 it's wrong. Uh, I think most people understand <laughs> it's wrong. I have lots of Republican friends who've been shaking their heads and saying, look, it, we, it can't be soon enough that we get this guy out of there. Well, look, I mean, the polls are tightening. Uh, this is a very divided country. Uh, this is going to be every minute up through Election Day and probably into the day past it. Um, what is your biggest fear? Pandemic doesn't go away. Biden wins, Trump wins. We still have pandemic. What is your big fear about what happens if the president wins with respect to the pandemic and by extension dealing with other scientific urgencies like global uh, climate change? Well, you know, to take the last part of your question first, we're in, ex in an extraordinarily hopeful time, Chris, because uh, China, Japan, South Korea, and the European Union have all, just in the last few weeks, made major historic new uh, commitments to much faster reductions in global warming pollution. The stage is set for the United States of America, under a new president, hopefully, to come back in as the natural leader of the global community uh, and, and really take this climate crisis uh, under, under control and start making the changes that can create millions of jobs and, 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 and deal with this threat to the future of humanity. The same thing is true with the uh, pandemic. If we have a president who will listen to the scientists and listen to the doctors and not play politics with it. But to directly answer your question, I do not have fear. I have so much confidence in the American people having seen and heard what they have seen and heard for four years. I have confidence that they're going to make an overwhelming judgment. I hope and pray I'm not wrong about that, but I feel confident in it because I'm confident in the American people.
former vice president, former presidential nominee, former senator, and now uh, the founder of the Climate Reality Project. Always welcome on this show. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the gift of it to my audience. God bless you and the family. Thank you, Chris, and to you and yours. Thank you, sir. Uh, and look, this rounding the corner thing is not about political rhetoric, okay? And again, again, this is costing you guys your wellness, and in some cases, your lives. The pandemic is not going to go away no matter who wins this election. It's going to be about plans and people doing the right things. I own when I don't do the right thing. This president has to as well. And I'll tell you what, Joe Biden said that he wants to put together a commission to find out what happened with those 545 kids and their parents on the border. I'll tell you a commission that should happen before that. If he is fortunate enough to get enough of your votes to become president of the United States, he should put together a commission to find out what happened with the pass through of legitimate scientific information from the people who had it to this president and why it didn't get to you. Because it is literally making us sick and literally killing us. We have a president who will not acknowledge what he knows to be true because he believes it's better for him even if you get sick. Left, right, and reasonable. Vote for Trump. That's fine. Do not make yourself sick just to make a political point. What do we see in the polls? What do we see in the road to 270? Am I right or wrong about Florida? Is it a want for Biden, but a must for Trump? Or is it really a must for both of them? The Wiz will tell us next. Five days out. We can count on one hand now. This is the key moment. Where do things stand? Nationally, you'll see polls putting Joe Biden up 12 points uh, over Trump pretty consistently. Strong lead, but back in 2016, Hillary Clinton also had a strong lead. She was up to nine points ahead on a lot of polls. All right. Now, given how that went, should Democrats really take comfort in any numbers this time around. You know who hates that suggestion? The guy who lives and dies by the numbers, the Wizard of Odds, Harry Enten. But I give you a chance to defend your craft. Uh, why should we feel any differently this time than people did in assessing the election in 2016? Well, first off, I'm glad that you can count up to five. Uh, I wasn't quite sure, but you just did it, so I said you go. can count on one hand. I didn't say I could count on one hand. Well, go ahead. Whatever. Just take a look at this electoral map. I think it gets right to the point here. Go ahead. Let's take a look at the polling averages, okay, and let's, in each of the state, and then let's say that the polling averages are as wrong as they were in 2016. What would be the result? Well, the result would be that Joe Biden would still win in the Electoral College with 335 electoral votes. Now, obviously, the polls could be more wrong than they were in 2016. But even if you take that discount in of the polls being as wrong as they were in 2016, Joe Biden is still a clear favorite in the contest that matters. That is the contest for 270 electoral votes. Before you answer the rest of the question about why it's different than with Clinton, um, Florida, I say Biden wants it, Trump needs it, that there is no viable, realistic path for Trump without it. There is with Biden. Is that true or is it really true that both of them need it because Biden needs to stop Trump? And if he stops Trump in Florida, he stops him, period. I think those are two sides of the same coin, right? I mean, if Donald Trump does not win the state of Florida, it's very, very difficult to draw an electoral map where he gets the 270 electoral votes. 
But if Joe Biden loses the state of Florida, then he could still pull off wins in the Clinton states, plus Pennsylvania, plus Michigan, plus Wisconsin, where he has five point leads or greater in all three of those states. And that will get him to 278 electoral votes. So yes, I agree with you 100%. Biden would love to have Florida. He would knock Trump out right away, but Trump really needs the Sunshine State. Okay, now why Biden isn't Clinton part two? Why? I mean, just take a look at the favorable ratings, right? Uh, Look, Hillary Clinton was not very well liked heading into the 2016 election. Our final CNN poll, her favorable rating was 46% among likely voters. Her unfavorable rating was above 50%. Look at our latest CNN poll. What do you see? Joe Biden's favorable rating is 55%, a majority. And this is a key fact about the 2016 election. The reason Donald Trump won was because among the 18% of the electorate that had an unfavorable view of both he and Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump won that group by 17 points. This year, all Joe Biden needs to do is win the voters who have a favorable view of him, and he will win this election. All right, let's pop through two more points real quick. First one is uh, the polls aren't contracting necessarily. We'll look at Florida in a second. But the percentage of people participating by early voting, we're seeing Republicans catch up, right? Take us through that. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we are seeing is that people who are voting earlier in a bunch of key states, Florida, North Carolina, Iowa, and Nevada, you know, earlier on last week, you saw that the Democrats had a larger registration lead than they do now. They are still leading in that. But Chris, I do want to jump to that fourth slide because I think it's so important to point out this is not surprising to me. It's not surprising. Just look at this latest Quinnipiac poll from Florida. What you see is the vote by mail overwhelmingly Biden. What we've seen in the last week in that state is more people have voted early in person. That has closed the gap between the Democrats and Republicans amongst the early voters. But that was to be expected. The Trump voters are going to come out strong to vote in person. The Democrats are much more likely to vote by mail. But the polls take that into account. And the polling right now in Florida, although it is close, gives a slight advantage to Joe Biden. Harry Enton, well done, well argued, and thank you. Thank you, my friend. The Wizard of Oz. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. One quick note, and then I'm going to pass you off to the big star here at CNN, D. Lemon. I really want you to think out there, uh, if you're a Trump supporter or not, this pandemic is not going away no matter who wins this election, okay? The idea that any of us are fighting with each other about the reality of the pandemic is literally just the worst thing we can be doing. I am fine admitting what I do when it's not right. This president is not. If Donald Trump wins another term as president, he has to change the way he thinks and the way he speaks and the way he acts about this pandemic, or so many of us are going to be sick for such a long time. The hypocrisy would be me not telling you this as not just an act of journalism, but just good conscience, okay? Wear the mask and vote for Trump. Please do not make yourself sick to make a point. We are not rounding the corner. It is not going away. The spikes aren't gone. Those are all lies. Check any source you want. I know state TV is telling you something different. That's on their conscience. This is on mine. If it matters to find out when I run a mask, wear a mask when I run, it's more important to tell you that masks matter. And I'm going to do it every chance I can because everybody's conscience should be clear. Trump, Biden, the pandemic wins either way unless we do something about it. Thank you for watching. CNN Tonight with D. Lemon starts right now. This is me. Well, for the few times that I have run since the pandemic, this is me. <laughs> I am no, not no, healthy this, enough no, to this, run with the mask no, no, on. No, I will this, faint. This is me when I'm by myself. I want to be honest. 
So I'm running, and I usually run along the road where we live, and then someone gets close to me, and I do this. And then I take it down, and then I do this. Look, but I try to, I try to do it as much as you possible. You are it's a, great with the mask. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen you outside the place here without one. In fact, you come into my office, you have a mask. Um, <laughs> I'm fine owning that I took runs and I didn't wear the mask and I got called up on it. But they did the right thing. I'm oh. okay with it. I don't see being wrong as weakness. I see failure to change what do I tell you? as weakness. You say, wear the mask. I know. But I don't understand why you need a mask when you have those lapels. <laughs> Why can't you just pull those Paddington they, the Bear huge-ass lapels right over your face? They are huge on TV, aren't they? Well, it's, it's, it, listen, I, you, know, you know how I like to. I've got all these great Double clothes. Breasted. I love clothing. You know that. Man, and so I usually get like to wear all these great suits on TV, but you don't, now you can't really see them. Double-breasted with the big lapels. Is that back now, or is that like this a family heirloom? When you wear dinner, you can, you know, you can wipe That's them out. That's strong. The, yeah, Boy. it is. It's, I got to uh, get one of those. Camel, whatever you call it. Camel I don't know what you call it. Like that. Yeah. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. But, you know, I, always, I do tell you uh, to wear the mask, and you're right. But, um, you know, you said that he has to change. Has to. I, I, should, because he's not, he's not going to. If he does win, then he's going to be more emboldened to bend reality, to shape reality. It is what worse than what he was impeached for. Mm. What he is doing right now is worse than what he was impeached for. You yeah. can't argue that failing to give people the message to wear masks and socially distance and encouraging them to do the opposite is not criminally negligent if yeah. anybody else did it. Well, you if did, anybody else did it. You would, so I, I was getting ready for my show. I wasn't sure if you did all But you saw, Sanjay did the piece on how mm -hmm. his, at his rallies, that's right. they have become yeah, super Yeah, we did it right events. here. Yeah, you did it there. I mean, and that's science. You cannot argue with the science, even though he is trying to tell you and all of his apologists are trying to say, well, it's, uh, you know, it's fake and what Dr. Atlas is doing. They're going for a herd immunity. They're not being transparent with you about, about that. But that is what they're going for. And in order to do that, as the science says, that will kill thousands upon thousands Dr. upon Atlas thousands of people. Dr. Atlas knows less about fighting pandemics than my chiropractor. Yeah, there is no when it comes to herd immunity. You know how you get herd immunity? By a lot of people with getting sick and dying. You, well, I mean, no. I mean, you get herd immunity. The, the responsible way is through a vaccine. Well, right, right, right. I'm yeah. saying that if you let the virus run oh, its no, course, no, no. yeah, that's eventually just, it runs just, its way through. But how many are lost? That's straight up killing people. That's what that is. And that's I mean, just straight you know, up that's the kind of thing we get mad at people ignoring yeah. in developing countries. Look at what's happening to them. We have to help them. They're all getting killed by this. Now it's happening here. Yeah. It's happening here right now at his own damn rallies. You know what the sad thing is? And I'll be honest with you. Um... I have, many, I have many people who I love in my life. And yeah, I come from a red state. I've lived in several red states. There are a lot of friends who I had to really get rid of because they, they are so nonsensical when it comes to this issue. They have the whole, every single talking point that they hear on state TV and that they hear from this president. They repeat it and they are blinded by it. And I just, when I said to you the other night, there's no way they can't believe it. They can't, you know, I was just goosing you in a way, right? You know, when they say, I was, you know... Um, Goosing, Break, I was breaking works. your, you know, you goosing know works. It won't, okay. It's not like that'll be all over the internet. Continue. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Um, I, I had to get rid of them because they are too far gone. I try and I try and I try. They'll say something really stupid and then I'll show them the science and I'll give them the information. And they still repeat those talking points. And all the while, the state was a hot spot. 
many, if you look at the information that we put up last night that came up yesterday, showed you how the red states have now taken over where the blue states, where people came in because there are bigger cities and there's more transmission, obviously, where, where there are, where people are closer together. And so now the red states are the problem. And I just, I had to get rid of a lot of people in my life because sometimes you just have to let them go. I think that they have to hit rock bottom like an addict, right? And they have to want to get help. They have to want to know the truth. They have to want to live in reality. They have to want to be responsible, not only for other people's lives, but for their lives. So you know what? I have had, it's so sad. And I don't know if after this, I will ever be able to go back and be friends with those people because at a certain point you just say, they're too far gone and I got to let them go. And if they're willing to come back and if they're willing to um, live in, in reality, then I will welcome them with open arms. But I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And look, also, perspective is a, a function of who you are. Yeah. Uh, I represent and care about a lot of things that matter to you personally by proxy. Right. Uh, so it's a different analysis. You know, you, you know me, you're, you're, you know, you're my family. I'm an, I add, I don't subtract. People come in, whatever they are, I never let them go. But I will tell you this. Um, 10 seconds. Uh, I believe in a lot of the people that follow this president because they are so desperate in their own frustration and they're right to be. They just picked the wrong change agent. Um, and look, he, he can change. Everybody can change. Maybe even me. Uh, but on this pandemic, he is lying to them and it's going to make them sick. And I know people who've gotten sick because they listen to him. I will say and this. it is wrong. I'll let you go. But I'll, let me say this before I let you go. Please. Careful of the decisions you make in desperation. You said they're desperate, but careful of the decisions you make in desperation. Remember, when you're desperate, you don't necessarily have a clear head, you don't think straight. That's it. You're exactly right. You know Talk who doesn't have that excuse? Yeah. This president. Yeah. Although that's why he's lying to them. He's desperate, but he's been elected to lead. I'm desperate to get to the show, so my producers Go ahead, I love you, me. D. Lemon. Love Great you too, suit. <laughs> it's just a tie, it's just a jacket. Whatever. Yeah, it's called separates. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.